All right, what's going on, ladies and gents? We got Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com, and I got special guest Logan Delgado, a.k.a. Goody Beats, on the line. How you doing, Logan? What's up? What's up, man? Good, good. Well, we'll tell everybody, who is, uh, who is Goody Beats? Uh, so Goody Beats is, well, my original name is Logan Delgado, but I go by Goody Beats on all my social media platforms. Um, so a little bit about me. I got into fitness about five and a half years ago. I was overweight, and I just got to that point where I just wasn't happy. I was feeling depressed. I was feeling down, just like this wasn't me. This, How did I get here sort of thing? And, um, you know, I discovered fitness. I discovered YouTube and joined a gym and just haven't looked back from there. And going along that journey along my journey i discovered the keto diet and i mean it just took off from there like everything just blew up i I started doing the keto diet i started vlogging about it and started doing more more social media uh, stuff about it because back then it wasn't that big it was it was around i want to say about 2015 Mm -hmm. maybe late 2014 and i mean the keto diet was some people knew about it but it wasn't what it is today and, um, yeah, it just blew up from there. So I'm a big advocate of the keto diet. I believe in it. And uh, it, it's blowing up, and it's it's showing today. And people are starting to do it and realize the benefits from it. The benefits from it, not just the weight loss, but everything else, the, the way your whole body feels uh, when you're in full ketosis. Yeah, it is, it is crazy how popular it's become over the past, like, six months. Yeah, it's blowing up, man. It's everywhere. So when you, because I've seen I've seen before pictures of you. What, what did you weigh at your heaviest? So my heaviest was two hundred and twenty five pounds, and uh, I know to a lot of people probably listen to this probably like, well, two hundred twenty five pounds. What's this guy talking about? It's not. It's not really a lot. Um, but you got to remember, I am a short person, so I'm five six, and so you know, two hundred twenty five pounds on my frame, on my short frame, is, is a lot, and um, and. And yeah, I got down all the way to 150. I think the lowest I ever saw was about 152. Um, so roughly around 70 pounds lost. And you didn't start keto initially when you started losing weight, right? No, no. So it was it was all just steps. So the first thing was how, go get a gym membership. So got a gym membership. Okay. Well, the second thing was be consistent about going to the gym. And then, you know, eat right, stop the fast food, stop the drinking the beer, stop, you know, all this buffets, just stop that. So it, it's, it happened in phases, you know, you start getting consistent in the gym, you start eating healthy. And then while you're in the gym, you start learning how to work out, you start learning about different diets. And that's when uh, one of my gym partners told me about the keto diet and um, put, actually put me on the keto diet. I didn't even know what, what plan he put me on. I didn't even know what it was called. He's like, here, here's this plan follow it eat this and do this i said okay and sure enough it was a keto diet plan and the results were amazing i mean i got super shredded uh almost like competition i mean i was almost doing a competition meal plan and prep without actually competing in a competition uh but it was the best i've ever looked and um and that's when i was like man what what why is this working i was kind of interested like how am i losing so much body fat i mean i i because I had been working out and I was on the, you know, the, the typical if it fits your macros bro diet, which is, you know, high protein, high carbs, low fat. And mm-hmm. I lost weight, but I, I stalled out. Like I wasn't losing anymore. It was just staying there. And it wasn't until I, I, I did keto, switched to keto where I just completely 
just shredded down. It was the best I've ever looked in my life. And what, uh, like, what what was a typical day of eating for you then? Like, what, what was like on your menu? So the menu was at nine o'clock. I would um, have no, actually, I'm sorry. Actually, nine o'clock, I'd have my vitamins. I'd take some vitamins, and uh, I would fast. So I would I would have my last meal at nine o'clock the night before, and I wouldn't eat till twelve in the afternoon. And before that, before work, we would do fasted cardio, mm-hmm. hit cardio. And uh, then I'd have my first meal at 12, which was, uh, I believe, eight ounces of ground beef with uh, two cups of broccoli. And then three o'clock, the same exact thing. And then go work out at five to seven, get home. Um, I'd have the same thing, man. You have some ground beef uh, with broccoli and uh, and then take some psyllium uh, husk powder. I would take some psyllium husk powder before I go to sleep. And that was it, man. It was only a 10-week prep. But, you know, people think that's crazy, right? They're like, man, how could you eat that every day? And you got to realize it's only for a short period of time. I mean, like I said, that was like like prep mode sort of. Like, yeah. That was like all completely prep. It's only for 10 weeks. I mean, just think about it. It's only 10 weeks out of the year that you're having to be strict. After that, when you're done, then you can go with all the different options and, and still stay key or whatever you're doing, whatever you want to do. But it's only 10 weeks. Uh, so I know a lot of people when I show them that they're like, dude, I couldn't, I can't do that. There's just no way. And I'm like, they're already thinking negative. You're already doubting yourself. But I promise you, if you get mentally focused in the same thing for 10 weeks, is not that bad. No, I completely agree, man. I get in the same way whenever I do a prep, like having options when you're trying to focus on body recomposition is, is like a, a negative in my opinion. Like the, the fewer things you have to worry about and think about the better. Absolutely, man. It was, it was just so cut and dry. It was just. 80 20 with vegetables that's all it was and it, it was the fastest 10 weeks and it'll go by quick because you'll start to see results yeah and you're like oh my gosh like you just overnight you're just seeing your body just transform um so that alone helps it go by a lot faster but yeah i think when people like they just they automatically see what they can't have and then they just kind of like freak out they're like oh, i can't do that yeah it's they're, they're always quick quick to see the negative instead of the positive Mhm. Mhm. So what is what is uh so you've been, you know, much healthier now, leaner now. How long have you maintained your current composition? So I've I've kind of been maintaining for about a year. Um I did try to cut down last year, try to get shredded uh for the summer cuz we had a summer vacation last year. And uh, it again, it goes back to the same thing. I I 100% agree with what you said earlier. I had too many options in this cut. You know, it was too many. Like, I could go Jason's Deli, have this, have that. There was just too many variables, and I just – I didn't get as shredded as I got before. Uh, but I looked I looked pretty decent. But like I said, this – I kind of just maintained this body frame for the past year, which is just healthy. I'm not, I'm not trying to get super, super ripped and shredded. I'm not trying to go on a, uh, you know, just a strict diet. I just want to have fun with the keto diet, live my life do youtube and just enjoy everything well you live in a in texas so you got the advantage of actual real good barbecue <laughs> yeah see that's that's another problem like i just there's too many options here you know i can go to i can go to all these different barbecue places and then we you know we got jason's deli here as well which is a really big salad bar place and uh so yeah i i got my my restaurants to choose from for sure man it's tough i mean it's tough going into a barbecue uh place and you want to order some ribs most barbecue places put sugar on their ribs and it drives me nuts yeah so um 
but yeah, it's it's plenty of options. So it's a good thing, but it's a bad thing if you're trying to uh, compete. I would say. Yeah, I mean, with keto, it's it's so instinctive. You're able to kind of eat instinctively and and just you know follow some simple guidelines. But at the same time, like there's there's no way to accurately track macros at a restaurant. Like unless you're preparing the meal yourself, it's it's virtually yeah. impossible. It's just a frustration. It is. It's very, it's very tough. I mean, unless you're going to bring, I mean, because most people would like to weigh their food before they cook it. Right. So that's another thing. When you're competing, people are weighing their food before they cook it. So if you're weighing it out when it's already cooked, I mean, so, and, and that alone, you have to bring your weigher to the actual restaurant. Yeah. Then you look weird. And, and yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it's better to just prep at home, obviously. Yeah, it's a... Uh... The things you do in prep become comical. Like hindsight, you look back at what you're doing, it's like, wow, people just thought I was weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen people bring their own sauces to restaurants, you know? Yep, yep. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. <laughs> but, um, I mean, that's, but that's the level it takes. You know, that's the level of dedication and focus it's going to take when you're doing a competition. And like I said, it's a whole nother level from regular people. Just go to the gym, want to look great all year round. But uh, competition level is just, it's a whole nother beast. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. So, so tell me, man, what, uh, right now the goal is just to, like be healthy, focus on YouTube. Um, and, and, and your YouTube channel is kind of focusing on keto specifically, or just tell me about, tell me about that. Like, what got you into the YouTube game? Like, what, what does that entail? Cause I mean, a lot of people, like, I'm trying to do YouTube. I'm not near the level you are, you are yet, but a lot of people don't understand how YouTube even works. YouTube's tough, man. YouTube is so hard to do. It's one of the hardest platforms to grow, and uh, but it's the most rewarding, and it opens up the most doors for opportunities. Uh, I got into YouTube because I met a guy named Christian Guzman at the local gym that I worked out, that I first joined up to. And uh, I would always see him filming himself. Now, again, you got to remember, this is early... 2013 late 2012 so i would i you know wasn't youtube wasn't as big at least i don't think youtube was as big as it was back then uh when it came to the fitness industry and i'd always see this kid walking around filming himself i'm like this guy's so weird like what is he doing so i went up to him i was like hey man what what are you what are you filming for what's going on and he's like oh man i'm I'm christian guzman i'm doing a i'm doing a series right now on my youtube channel it's called summer shredding you should check it out and i'm like okay yeah i'll go check it out went back to work uh, searched for him on YouTube, saw he had about 5,000 subscribers. And from that point on, I started following him. Well, it wasn't until like about a month later, he just blew up. He, he, he got with Gymshark and he was with Cellicore and just blew up. He's traveling all over the world. And I'm like, man, I would love to do that. I think I have a pretty good story. I'm losing weight. I was overweight. And at that time, I was on my fitness journey. So I said, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to start a YouTube channel. This guy can do it. This kid can do it. I can do it. I got a pretty good story as well. So I started doing YouTube. Um, and I soon realized how hard it is. YouTube is like doing a full-time job without getting paid. And all you're doing is just putting yourself out there and you're setting yourself up for criticism. I mean, you're just saying, you're just showing yourself to the world and saying, Hey guys, here I am. Go ahead and leave your comments below, you know? And, and there is a lot of trolls out there and it can get, it can get kind of discouraging, but you just got to push through that and just keep pumping out good content. And you, and another thing, you have to enjoy YouTube. You got to do it for the right reasons. If you're doing it to just like, hey, I want to do YouTube because I want to get rich. YouTube will eat you up and spit you out. Yeah. It is such a hard platform if you're doing it for the wrong reasons. I mean, you literally have to enjoy doing YouTube. Money and all that stuff <clears throat> can't matter. 
you just got to just say, you know what, if it, I don't care about the money, I don't care about anything. I just do YouTube because I just love to do it. And that's the only way to succeed on YouTube. Uh, because viewers, people, subscribers will see right through you if you're doing it for the wrong reason. So that's why I started my YouTube channel because I saw how Christian Guzman, you know, just blew up and how, uh, how he got to do all these things. So I said, okay, well, I just want to showcase my story. And then it just took off from there. It, it just, you know, it turned into a completely different thing. I eventually, I started doing videos about keto and I, I realized that, man, whenever I did a video about keto, so many more people would uh, view it. And I said, okay, this is what people want to see. This is what people want to learn about. And so it, it slowly morphed into a keto channel and it, and, and it is where it is today. But uh, yeah, man, YouTube is tough. It, it's a, it's a hard platform, but it's so worth it. It's opened up opportunities for me that I, I would never uh, imagine would. You think you will keep it uh, keto, or do you kind of want to like make it more, you know, uh, personal? You know what? I do want to make it more personal. Uh, so I, I definitely, you know, for people that are listening to this, I have a baby on the way here in about four weeks. My, my first child will be coming. Um, so. I think my life is going to change uh, big time. Obviously, so yeah. I want to, you know, I want to make it. I want to make it a personal channel. I want to. I want to showcase my baby. I want to showcase, you know, the struggles that I'm going to have of being a father and, you know, trying to work out and trying to, you know, continue to work a job and, you know, do the, do all these other things. I mean, I just want to showcase everything: the struggles, the, the happy moments everything and uh and i i still want to do keto videos as well uh to help people out and, and you know uh showcase more awareness to the keto diet but i also want to show you know just everything my, my personal life me now is uh is your baby going to be keto <laughs> no 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 baby's not going to be keto <laughs> <laughs> um I'll, I'll definitely give her some keto foods but uh um you know see that's another thing i i, I want I don't think there's too much research out there about putting there's a not, baby on keto. Yeah, you know? there's not. There's, uh, I mean, there's so much research that we lack. Just, it, I mean, technically, we're all guinea pigs right now because there's not really that much long-term studies for humans. So it'll be interesting to see where, like, you and I are health-wise in 20 years. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, dude, you're so right. There, there really is. It, the whole science on keto right now is just it's in the early stages, and so. Um, you know, that's a good question. Me saying, you know, no, I'm not going to put my kid on keto. In about 40 years, it'll be like, dude, that's the thing. That's what everyone's doing. Like, you got to start them young, you know, get them off that sugar. But it's just so hard in the beginning. You know, you want to just, you want your baby to be healthy and you want your baby to be able to have yeah, everything. all the nutrients, everything, you know, available for them. But as they get older, obviously, I'm going to restrict them on the sugar and all the crap food, you know, obviously not, no McDonald's, none of that stuff. I was actually right. interviewing uh, somebody the other day, and, and babies are all born in acetic ketosis because, like, the, the breast milk colostrum, I mean, that's it's what I heard. ketogenic. So, I mean, they're technically uh, ketogenic at birth. Yep, that's what I've heard, man. It's going to be interesting. And, and, and those, are the, those are the decisions that I'm going to have to make and that I'm going to showcase on the channel, you know? I think you should just mix a little bit of that uh, American Metabolics keto meal into the uh, baby bottles, you know, into the powder. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what my wife thinks about that. <laughs> so, uh, so speak, I mean, on the topic of supplements, like what, what, uh, what do you do? I know supplements are always hot. I've always advocated, you know, nutrition over supplements, but what, what is your take on that? What do you use, recommend, or what's your, yeah. What's your so, opinion? you know, if you, if you watch my channel and you're familiar with it, you know, I'm a big advocate of just convenience. 
I think convenience plays a huge role in everything. Um, <clears throat> the whole reason why I was able to get into working out was because I got a job that was a rock store away from a gym and I had extra time. I didn't have to do an hour commute every day. And it was so convenience of me being able to go work out was why I was able to. And so I always say, yes, real food is the number one option. Supplements are always going to be second. But, you know, not not everybody has a perfect job where they can just go and grab something to eat during lunch or before work or after work. You know, some people work these crazy hours. They're on the road. They're always on the go and they don't have time to cook. They don't have time to um, like these other people do. So that's when supplements can come in and play a role. And, uh, I got discovered from a supplement company called American metabolics, which is located in Austin. They found my YouTube channel cause they make keto products. They saw my channel was, you know, about keto. They said, Hey man, we would love to, to bring you on board. And, um, and, and it, we did, we developed a, an awesome relationship, man. We, they, they sent me out to the, to the manufacturer. We were testing everything, making sure everything was good to go. Um, you know, ask me about my opinions on this. What do you think about this? You know, just really, really bringing me on board on as, as a team member. And so that's why I, I stuck with them. So that's what, that's my point on, on supplements. I always say, Hey, if it's, if it's, a, if it's going to make your life easier then do it. And so, so what do you, what do you use personally? Oh, so I use keto lift, which is BHB salts, uh, you know, charge this ketones, give me a little bit of extra boost in the gym and then keto meal, which is a keto meal replacement. Um, if you know, Hey, I'm, I'm on the road today. I'm not going to have time to be in the kitchen and I don't want to go get any fast food or anything like that. I can just take a couple of scoops of keto meal and it's a, a full keto meal replacement It's broken down into 75% fats, 20% protein, 5% carbs, which is, you know, your standard uh, keto percentages and you don't have to worry about it knocking out of ketosis or you know you don't uh, is it too much protein you know it's it's just it's perfect amount and it's a perfect meal on the go but again i would much rather eat a steak with some you know broccoli if i had time to cook it right right on that uh keto meal that 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 makes the best pancake man have you tried that yet uh yes i have and you're right man we got we got a lot of people always sending me uh snapshots and uh instagram pictures of their pancakes that they made dude it, it, they look amazing yeah man just one scoop and two eggs and, and boom that's all you need yep sorry that's all you need so so what uh talk i mean you get the you got the cake coming on the way what what uh talk about more i mean I, i've seen a little bit on your channel about like your brother and stuff i think that was motivation behind doing what you're doing too right oh yeah absolutely man i i think you know, you meet a lot of people in this industry and you just, I mean, not even in the industry, just everywhere. You meet a lot of people in life and, and a lot of people tend to always just focus on the negative. You know, they want to focus on, oh, you know, this, my leg hurts, I don't have this, I don't have that. They're just always focusing on the negative things. And whenever I feel like that, I think about my brother. See, my brother, he's three years younger than me. He was born with uh, cerebral palsies. And, uh, he can't walk. Um his brain wasn't fully developed, so he needs a caregiver 24 hours a day, which is me and my dad. And, uh, you know, he's just a huge inspiration on my life because he's always happy. He is always happy. You can go talk to him. He's always got a smile on his face. And I just say, how can I, you know, how can I sit here and be thinking these negative thoughts and, and be unhappy when I, you know, I have my brother who's, you know, he, he can never walk. But he's always happy. He's always grateful. 
and and that just motivates me to push harder and just always think positive that's why i'm always preaching to think positive and always think about the things that you do have instead of focusing on things you don't have and you know trying to tell people that material things these they don't matter it's people it's the moments you know that that really matter and these things will come and go but the people that and these relationships that you have will last forever i love it man i, I think uh, like mindset i mean i could talk about mindset all day long because mindset that's what everything stems from no matter what industry what your passion is no matter what your profession is like the mindset you have towards it is the great equalizer yeah it is man absolutely so i mean what what uh like were you always i know you were kind of like down when you were you know overweight and everything and you, you knew you had to make a change but like was your overall outlook pretty good at that point or i mean you know i was you know i was fine i was i, I just whenever i would have to go get new clothes is when it would really hit me because you don't really look at yourself and i know it sounds strange but when you're overweight you kind of tend to stay away from mirrors, you know, you, and and most people aren't going to tell you, hey, you're overweight. So it kind of just happens overnight almost. And it wasn't until I had to go get, you know, new clothes, a new pair of pants because these other ones were too tight. And then you go in the dressing room and you sit and you look at yourself in the mirror while you're trying on the new pants. And that that's when it hits you. And you're just like, oh, man, like this is this is bad. Like what what happened? And that's when you start getting depressed and you start feeling down about yourself. Um, but it's, it's definitely one of those things, man. It just, it kind of sneaks up on you. It, it really does. Letting yourself go is so easy. You know, just, just every day of just eating crap food and not working out is such an easy thing to do. Uh, and it'll happen overnight. So there, I wasn't too, you know, I, I wasn't like, oh man, I was depressed 24 seven. It's just whenever clothes wouldn't fit and are, you would get that side glance in a mirror and be like, oh man, is that me? Like, shoot, what happened? So so how how old are you now, Logan? I'm 31. 31 and I mean you're probably I mean were you fairly in shape and stuff like going through high school and like when you were younger? Yeah, when I was younger in high school I was in shape. I played sports, um played football, ran track. So yeah, I was I was in shape, but it wasn't until after high school when you got nobody telling you what to do cuz you you know you're your own boss and um you make your own schedule when you're in college and whatnot and you're with your friends. And, and then that's when everything goes downhill because you got no one making you go to the gym. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. College makes it so much easier to, like, you know, overeat and then overindulge and, I don't know, <laughs> drink too much. It's just oh, kind of yeah. like the, the perfect storm. It is. It, it absolutely is a perfect storm. And most kids can get away with it in their early 20s. You know, their metabolism is, is just going out the roof and, and they are pretty much active. But it wasn't until you, you know, you start getting to 24, 25, 26, and then that's when it's like, oh, crap. And then from, from there, after you graduated and you got, you know, corporate job or whatever it was you were doing, and you kind of fall into the day-to-day, like, I'd really like to kind of talk about that because that's, so many people can probably relate with that, you know, because, yeah, I that's, mean, yeah. that's where everybody's at throughout the, the majority of their life. I mean, the first 25 years... And the last 25 years are pretty different. But those those middle 50 <clears throat> years, it's like everybody's doing pretty much the same thing. Exactly. Everybody's doing that's And that's what happened with me. I, I got the, you know, the corporate nine to five job that, you know, you got to do an hour and a half commute every day, too. So you get up in the morning, you get on you get on that road and you sit in that traffic all day. The closest thing to you is a gas station. So, you you know, you grab some a donut, you grab some 
sugary drink to get you up. You do you do your nine to five during lunch. You go and just get something to eat real quick. Fast food again. You know, you clock out. You go home. Send that hour and a half traffic, and people don't realize like if you're not doing a commute. I mean, you you, you don't know this, but the commute just takes so much out of you. It just absolutely drains the energy and the life out of you. So when you get home, the last thing you want to do is go to a gym. You just want to get home, get some food. You don't feel like cooking. So you go and you get some Chinese buffet, whatever uh, food. You go home, you eat, and you just rest. And it was like that every single day, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Um, just rat race, you know, just the corporate, the corporate grind, you just go to work and you eat like crap because you just don't have time. You just don't have time. And, and what, uh, like, would you listen to any kind of podcast or audiobooks or music? Like, what, what'd you do on your, on your commute time? Uh, man, I listen to a lot of NPR radio. So I listen to a lot of news stations and I still do to this day. Like, it's funny. It drives my wife crazy. She'll come in when we're in the truck together. She's like, I just, please, can we just listen to some music? So we're all, I'm always just listening to news. I'm really. the same way, man. I'd rather listen to that than, than music. Music gets, I listen to music in the gym, but I like to learn when I'm driving. Yeah, yeah. Just NPR, man. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. So I've, I've been listening to it for years. It's good stuff. So, yeah. So what, um, like, go into the, the details, man. Like, what, was it like a defined moment, a switch that happened or got flipped when you were doing this corporate, you know, nine to five every day that you just like realize that something's got to change or else you're just going to have regret in your life? I got lucky, man. I really did. And this is the, it's the honest truth. I, I got really lucky because um, a friend of mine mentioned my name for a job here in my hometown. So I live in San Marcos and I was working in North Austin, which is about an hour away. But, you know, when you do the nine to five, it's an hour and a half commute. Uh, so I got lucky and they said, Hey man, you should really apply for this job. I put in a good word for you. And they're looking for a guy like you and it's in your hometown. It's like a two minute drive from your house. I said, dude, absolutely. Sign me up. Let's go. I applied. I got the job. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this hour and a half in the mornings, like, what do I do now? <laughs> Cause yeah, I'm so used to getting up early trying to you know get to work on time when I only need about 10 minutes to get to work now. And, uh, so that, that definitely changed it, but the defining moment, and I've talked about this on my YouTube channel. So if people don't know this, there is a video on it. I forgot what it's called, but, um, the defining moment was, and this is the honest truth and it, 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 it turned, it started off bad, but it turned into something good. So the defining moment was I was on Facebook and a picture popped up for, uh, you know, recommended friends and, um, and it was one of my, well, wife's ex-boyfriend back in like the high school days, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw him and he was, it was a gym of, it was a picture of him in a gym flexing. And at the time I'm like, oh my gosh, like look at this dude, this guy's huge, he's a bodybuilder. Like what in the heck? And I, and it, it just, it hit me and I was like, I can't have this guy look better than me. Like I just, it was jealousy. It was jealousy. It was envy. And I remember I screenshotted that picture um and i use that as motivation every day in the gym so i saw that and i was like i need i I need to go in the gym like i can't i can't have this guy look better than me 
and uh and and it, it is it is kind of bad to say like because you don't ever want to be motivated by jealousy and envy. that's just not that's not a good thing to get motivated by right but at the end of the day look what it's done for me now you know i've now motivated so many other people from that moment so i've turned something negative into something positive uh but that was a defined moment, uh, defining moment, man. I remember being in the gym every day, just looking at that picture. When I would be tired, um, you know, I just didn't feel like working out today. I would look at that picture. I'd open up my phone, go to photos, stare at it, and be like, no, I gotta go. I gotta go in the gym. Did you tell, and, your, uh, tell your wife that? Um, I've never told her that. She she knows there's a video out there. I think she, I I don't you know still to this day I don't know if she's seen that video. Um, but uh, yeah. Because uh, it, it, it is kind of, it is kind of like I, I guess I kind of do sometimes feel embarrassed by it, you know. Kinda, mm-hmm. I mean, for guys to say that you're jealous of another guy, I mean, that's you know, that's kind of yeah, kinda it's humbling, yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of you know, most guys won't ever say that. Like they'll say, I don't care about that guy. That guy doesn't mean nothing to me, you know. But uh, that's that's not that's not the truth to me. I was really genuinely upset that this guy looked better than me and that he was. You know that he had big muscles and he looked great and he was a bodybuilder and and here I am, you know. So I gotta, I, I gotta know, man, who is bigger now? <laughs> Dude, so and look, man, <laughs> I know this sounds awful, but you just gotta hear me out. So now where I'm at today, and I go look at that picture now, that guy was nowhere near a bodybuilder. He just was. <laughs> It's it's so strange. It's so strange from from not knowing anything about the gym, right? And then going from where you are now, and you look at that picture, you're like, oh wait, that guy barely lifted. Like he just looked buff. That was it. You know, it was no competition shape. It was no bodybuilding. But yes, to answer your question, I I am bigger, <laughs> and uh, I do look completely better. Like especially from like the the whole shredded days when when I looked absolutely shredded. So long story short. I, look, I've talked to the guy in the gym. We ran into each other, and uh, I, he probably doesn't know this, but I, we've we've talked, and I, you know, we've made our peace. And I said, "Hey, man, how are you doing?" And but uh, yeah, it's it was a it was a strange story, and like I said, it started off as a negative, but I, I you know, it's turned into a positive. Hey, man, motivation is motivation. Like a lot of people want to vil- villainize certain aspects of what's motivating you, but I mean, just if whatever it takes to get you moving, I mean, that's that's a good thing at the end of the day. Yeah, you're right, man. You're, you're absolutely right. Like I said, I was it was kind of embarrassing to say what I was what was motivating me, but I mean, it turned into something positive. Yeah, because I mean, what what motivates you now will change over time. So, like, if that's the initial push you need to get things moving, but then as you kind of develop as a person and change what's motivating you for the better, I mean, that's all the better. Yep. So, so tell me, I mean, you said that you know Christian Guzman got you motivated to start doing YouTube. What was it like? I really like to break people down to like these pivotal moments. So like we just talked about pivotal moment for you to change your composition and turn your life around with the health perspective. With regard to to YouTube and making that like your thing, at what point, like when you first started doing YouTube, and and I I can relate with this because I've started doing it here recently, but like when you walk around for the first time with a camera and you're trying to like live day-to-day life and you're like really conscious of what people think of you when you're doing that it's it's a weird feeling yeah i i dude i've been doing youtube for going on three years uh i think this month will be my three-year anniversary um dude i still get embarrassed 
<laughs> you know, people will send me messages like, Hey, I want to start YouTube and you got any advice. I'm like, dude, just try not to care. I would, I would easily say, don't, don't care about what people think, but I'm, a, I, I still do it, man. I'll be in restaurants. I'll be at a grocery store with the camera and people stare at me and you just, I can't help it, but feel, you know, insecure. You know, I don't know. I just self-conscious. I don't know. I just, it, it's a little, little embarrassing sometimes, but you just got to just shake it, you know, shake, shake that feeling off and uh, just remember why you're doing it and, and just not really care what people think, but it is tough, man. It is harder. Uh, it, it is harder than, than it sounds. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like vlogging in public is a, is a challenge for sure. I mean, <laughs> talking to a camera and, and people, they, they just don't understand, especially like older people. They don't know what no. it is you're even doing they just think you're some vain person that's trying to take a s- hardcore selfie of themselves exactly <laughs> yeah exactly see and i live in a and i live in a pretty small town so there's not too many vloggers in this in this in this city so when people see me out in public they're just like look at this weirdo but if i'm in austin oh i feel i feel normal or if i'm in new york new york city oh my gosh it's like everybody's vlogging everybody has cameras everyone's doing their thing so it all kind of depends too where uh the atmosphere you're in yeah that's absolutely. why that's why a lot of these youtubers hang out with other youtubers because they don't feel stupid you know what i mean so if i'm with a group of youtubers and i pull out my camera i i, I feel i feel okay like I, I don't, i'm not i'm not like oh what are they thinking you know they can think i'm stupid it's like no we're all vloggers here so that's why you see a lot of vloggers hang out because they feel comfortable and they're in their natural element that's a really good point i mean i've uh i don't know too many of the vloggers around me so like whenever i find one it's like i've just struck gold because we have something to relate on yeah and um, it's 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 cool man because like like since i started the youtube channel a lot of my good close friends are youtubers now and like the people who don't youtube i'm not saying we're not friends anymore but we don't really kind of drifted away like we don't really talk anymore because there's not really much to connect about you know yeah we're good friends still but we don't really hang out like now i mostly hang out with a bunch of youtubers so let's just let's just get technical a little bit on the YouTube. I'm I'm, I'm asking uh, because I'm curious myself. But like, what uh, what are some some tips and tricks, so to speak, on how to you know experience that channel growth? Because it's kind of like an exponential growth curve. I mean, you just you're just flatlining for for the longest, and all of a sudden something happens. Yeah. Like when you yep. when you post that little clip of me, I think at KetoCon, there's like an, I can go back and look at my analytics, and there's like a huge blip on the screen where I got a lot more subscribers from that one video of you. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, yeah, YouTube's tough, right? So, if you want to grow your YouTube channel, you got to get out there and collab with other YouTubers that are that's in your genre. You know, that kind of that same kind of category that whatever your category is on YouTube. So you wanna you wanna get out there and collab so other people can see you. Uh, you know, I think your channel is great, right? But you haven't been discovered yet. People haven't found your channel yet. And see, that's the thing you got to go do. You got to, you got to collab with these other YouTubers, get seen. Then they see you, then they get to your channel and they say, Oh man, this guy's got great content. I I really, really like this guy. And then they start, you know, word of mouth, word of mouth. But like you're saying, you'll start doing videos, video, video after video, right? And it's just flatlining. And then you have this one video that you didn't even expect was going to go viral, goes about half a million. And then boom, you get, you know, 50,000 subscribers from that. Uh, so you just never know. You just never know what video is going to go viral. And that's why you just got to keep pumping them out and, and, and just keep doing your thing. But you definitely, you know, you gotta, you gotta, it, it's, and YouTube is just, it's so much people, you know, people say, I want to do a YouTube channel and I'm like, all right, 
you, you understand. You, I just want you to understand there's so much more than just picking up a camera and filming yourself. You know, there's there's metadata. There's thumbnails, you know, so you got to be good at Photoshop to, to make a good thumbnail because most when people are scrolling through YouTube, most people who just, you know, just search on YouTube just daily for just entertainment, they're always going to click on a video with a thumbnail that's catchy, you know, a mm. thumbnail that looks like, oh, man, they, you know, a lot of people call it clickbait. Um, yeah. But you almost got to do it. You almost, you know, you almost got to do uh, you almost got to get them to want to click on your video. So there's there's a, there's a lot of things, but you got to collab, man. You got to network, <clears throat> and you you got to be yourself. And you got to whatever channel you're doing, you have to be yourself because you don't want to be like anybody else. Because there's already somebody like that. You know, I can't I couldn't go make a YouTube channel like Christian Guzman because there's a, there's hundreds of Christian Guzmans out there. I think that's why my channel did do well at the time because there wasn't too many keto people out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you're starting to see a lot, you know, now you're starting to see a lot of keto channels pop up. But I think because I was one of the first ones is why I think the channel did ha, has done well. But um, we, you definitely got to get out there and network. So so what's uh, what's your workflow? Like, what are you using? What software are you using? Um, I use uh, I use Final Cut Pro. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the most user friendly platform someone can use. So if anybody's starting YouTube and they're asking, hey, should I go with Premiere Pro? sony vega or sony you know or whatever any other else um i would always say final cut pro it's such a user-friendly platform and you can do almost everything that you can do in premiere pro and premiere pro is like algebra it's like it's like german it's like it's have you ever used it no i've looked at it a couple of times i've seen people use it and it just it does not make any sense to me see i I'm using I got the creative Adobe Creative Suite, so I'll pay like fifty four bucks a month to have their creative cloud. So I get uh-huh. you know, audition for like the podcast I'm doing now. I get uh um Photoshop, which I don't really ever use, and then I use uh Premiere Pro for videos. But I mean Premiere Pro is like I, I got that because I knew that was kinda like the top of the field, so if I learned that then it, I could grow into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But but man, it is like the learning curve is is steep. Yeah, see that's the see that's the thing. Like I learned how to use Final Cut Pro, and people were saying, "Hey, well, your videos are getting good. You probably need to go to um, Adobe." And and I said, "No, I, I I just learned how to use Final Cut Pro. Like I can't go and try to learn something else. Like I'm good at something now, so I'm just gonna stick with it." Um, but yeah, for for beginners, get yourself a, a good camera. Uh, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars. When I say good camera, just get you a camera that's 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 little, compact that you can take with you. You know, you see, because if you hold a big camera in the grocery store, you're gonna you're gonna feel, you know, kind of embarrassed. You know, yeah. especially for for beginner vloggers. So you want to keep a small camera. I think a smaller camera kind of kind of discreet. What do you don't use? Really see it? I use a Sony Alpha uh, 6500. It's it's still relatively small, but I started off with the Sony Alpha 5100, which is really small. And it's got the vertical flip screen, right? Yeah, yeah. It's got the vert- vertical flip screen so you can see yourself, make sure you're in the shot. Great camera. I did I did all my work with that camera. Um, I Like I said, I recently just got the 65. And um, it's a great camera, but you don't need to start off with that. The 5100 is great for, for, for uh, beginner vloggers, for sure. Now, the, does the 5100 have the uh, – we're totally getting <laughs> on a tangent now, but I can talk <laughs> yeah. with it. I, I, I just go into all the rabbit holes here. Um, does it have the audio auxiliary port? 
It does not. But, you know, the funny thing is I've never had issues. Uh, I've never had people tell me, oh, your audio was absolutely crap. Um, it, I, this new 6500 that I got, I have a microphone on there now. It does sound a lot better, but um, it, it's you're fine. You're fine with, with sticking some little fuzzy things on the uh, microphone so it doesn't pick up any wind. And as long as you're really, you know, relatively close to the camera and you're, you're talking normal, you should be fine. That's good. That's good. I think, I mean, YouTube's cool because people are a lot more forgiving for, you know, user air and stuff like that, like a little bit of windows. Like it's not supposed to be, you know, movie production quality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they'll, they'll forgive you for that, especially if you, yeah, you keep a, a vlog kind of just raw like that. Um, it, it comes with the territory. They're expecting that. You know, you go outside. They know, okay, you're going to get some wind. Uh, and, you know, as long as the whole video is not like that, you'll be fine. Yeah, for sure. So what, what, um, what, like if you had to sum up your channel and its message in like one sentence, what would that be? Enjoy life. Enjoy life. Enjoy life. Enjoy life, man. You know, uh, you know, it is, it is like, it is a keto channel, right? It is a keto channel. And I get people who will message me. It's like, oh, dude, I messed up this weekend. Oh, what do I do, dude? Like, what do I, I'm like, just relax. You're gonna be okay, man. Look, first of all, did you have fun over the weekend? Oh, I had a blast, man. I was at my brother's wedding. You know, we, we ate this. Uh, okay, well, great, man. That that right there. Focus on that. Like that is memories. Like I'm glad you had a good time. The keto diet is going nowhere. Okay, you can get back get back on track on Monday, and uh, don't worry about. Oh, I, I gotta get in ketosis by tomorrow. Like, dude, don't worry, man. Just relax. You had a good time. You know, I think people get so just fixated by like, oh, I got knocked out of ketosis. I got knocked out of ketosis. And they get messed. They they mess up on their diet, and it's like, man, just enjoy your life. You know, just your life comes first. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, I, I definitely like me personally. I'm kind of like an extremist, so I I've stayed keto for like three years now without eating carbs, but I'm I'm able to think like that, and that's just you know me personally. I don't expect <clears throat> that of everybody else, but. Whether it's, you know, ketosis or vlogging or anything, people don't tend to think <clears throat> with like a long game approach and that makes it much less sustainable. But as soon as you switch your mentality to, you know, I've got another 75 years on this planet, let's just enjoy the ride. It makes yeah. things much easier. Yeah, you have to, man. You just got to enjoy it and just know that you can, just, you, you always have time to get back on track. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So... I know. <clears throat> talk, talk about uh, what, what else you have in the works. I know you've got the the YouTube now. You've got um, you're working with American Metabolics. You, I think, at one point had like a clothing line, right? Is that still a thing? I did have a clothing line. No, uh, man. You know what? Clothing, man. It's such a pain in the butt to do. Uh, it, it's just one of those things. That just wasn't. Just didn't have time for it. You know, the the inventory just sits in your house so you got boxes the wife's telling what are you gonna do with all these boxes you know you ship things you accidentally make a mistake on a size it's got to be reshipped it's just <laughs> the clothing business man is a pain in the butt so anybody that's listening to this that wants to get into the clothing business uh do your research it is it is tough it is really tough so i don't do the clothing line anymore but so i have my youtube channel um for people who don't know this i just recently quit my nine to five job and I am now working with American Metabolics. I'm doing the marketing and social media for them. I actually picked up another job with my local gym to do the social media for them. Uh, social media, 
creating content, making videos, like that's what I love to do. Like that's my passion. I would go to work every day just with all my mind, like, oh, I can't wait to get out of work to go make this video or I can't wait to go to lunch and fly my drone and I can't wait till the weekend comes and I can do this and that. Uh, I just, I love it, man. I love doing stuff like that. And I finally got the opportunity to go and do that for two other companies. And it's amazing. So I wake up, you know, I wake up in the, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, Hey, what am I going to do today? Am I going to film a commercial for the gym? Am I going to fly the drone around for my Instagram? Am I going to make a cool little promo video for American metabolics? It's just fun, creative stuff. And it's a dream come true. It's, it's, I'm, I'm finally getting to do what I love That's awesome, and, it, man. and it's all because of YouTube. Yeah, so I guess they've just reached out to you, which they found you on the YouTube channel. And then, I mean, the cool thing about social media, like, people look at YouTube and they just assume you're getting that YouTube money. (laughs) But that's, like, so far from the truth. Like, I made my my first hundred bucks the other day, and that was, like, (laughs) after, you know, over 200 videos. Uh, Yeah. But, like, the the networking aspect of it and just simply making yourself a brand and getting out there to more people, that's where where it, it comes in. Yeah, that's where it is, man. That's that's why I think that's why I always say YouTube will will never make you rich, but it'll open up opportunities for you to become rich. You know what I mean? You know, Guzman, Christian Guzman didn't get rich from YouTube. He got rich because of YouTube and his Alpha Elite brand and what he's he's able to build because of his channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing for me, man. I, I I didn't get to. I wouldn't be able to leave my nine to five if it was if it wasn't for YouTube and me getting discovered and people seeing my work and seeing my character and seeing my personality and say, hey, I really would love to bring that guy on this team. Um, so yeah, it's it's just one of those things you just got to keep keep grinding at. It's it's so hard to grow, uh, and it can get so discouraging, but just keep doing your thing and 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 things will work out. What I mean, a lot of people, like I, I tell people all the time, you know, think of yourself as a brand, put yourself out there, and and you know, create or document uh, your life. A lot of people say, you know, I don't live a life interesting enough worth documenting. So, what what do you say to that, or how did you switch your mentality to, to think through a different lens? <clears throat> yeah, it it is hard, man, because especially when you're doing the whole nine to five grind, right? It's like, what can I record? I do the same thing every day. How is it interesting? <laughs> But uh, I think just getting in front of that camera and just telling your story, just let people know what makes you different. Like, trust me, you are you are interesting more than you think you are. You know, Uh, people want people want to see how you live your life and how how you live differently from what they do. Um, So just because you work a nine to five and you think, oh, God, there's nothing exciting that happens. Just will document that document your struggle like, man, I do this. I do that. Uh, people want to see that people want to see how you get through the day. Um, so just, again, goes back to just thinking positive. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've been reading this, um, this book called mastery by Robert Greene. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, no, I haven't. It's a great book. Definitely recommend it. But the whole premise of it is basically like everybody is their own unique person. You know, we're, we're all different. We all have something to offer the world in our own way. And you're basically born with the seed and your life's work, your life's mission should be to bring that seed to flower. And it sounds pretty freaking poetic but like yeah everybody's different everybody is their own unique snowflake so to speak so you have something to offer i mean there's and when watching other people's vlogs is is, is crazy like the simplest thing like seeing them go to the same grocery store that i go to it's like wow i recognize that grocery store like just simply having some common common theme that people can relate to is is worth watching for a lot of people 
It is. Yeah. You may, I go to grocery, I'll go to, I'll go to HEB, which is a grocery store here in Texas. And I get so many people that, that don't live in Texas anymore. And they're always messaging like, Oh, I miss that place. Like, Oh, I miss Texas, you know? So it, it, it's things like that, that make them come back just cause it makes them feel at home. You know, a lot of these people are in the military. And so, you know, like, Oh, I can't wait to get back. You know, I can't wait to, you know, just when you showcase Texas. Yeah, no, I agree, man. Texas, Texas is cool. Like I'm in Arkansas, so not too far from. Me. Speaking of which, we need to do like a collaboration soon ourselves, man. Yeah, we do, man. We definitely do. You need to come down to Austin. Yeah, I mean, there's. Come back down to Austin. Yeah, I'll come we, back down. We both need to hang out. I think KetoCon is going to be in Austin again this next year, so I'll be be down there for that for sure. But I wouldn't mind getting there uh, beforehand because I mean, honestly, man, Texas. Like, Arkansas is, you know, south. Arkansas has got a lot to offer. But when it comes to barbecue, there's literally no place that has Texas barbecue. <laughs> like, there's, there's yep. just no no comparison. Yep, you're right, man. What is your, uh, what is your go-to barbecue item? Uh, go-to barbecue item is just brisket. I'm always going to go with the brisket, man. I always got I always got to see – because that's, like, the number one thing here, I, I, I think. And uh, so you always got to see – I always want to test uh, – their brisket you know wherever mm-hmm. barbecue place i go to i'm like all right let, let me see how good you are let, let's see your brisket one thing i've noticed is no like texas has like fatty brisket you know mm-hmm. no other place has it they're all like lean cuts and like their version of fatty brisket is like texas's version of lean brisket yeah yeah so, well the thing is here you you do have options so though most barbecue places when you go they'll always ask you do you want the lean or the moist and everyone always goes with moist uh here in Texas, I just you get more of the flavor. I mean, yeah, it's more fats, but I mean, shoot, that's all right with us. <laughs> yeah, right. that's what we want. So that's that's where we're getting all our energy from. So, um, yeah, you, you, it's pretty common here in Texas. I love it. I love it. Um, a couple other just quick questions, man, for the audience here. What uh, what you're 31 now, right? That we said yes. And yes. you've undergone a pretty pretty significant shift over the past five years what would you tell your 25 year old self? Wow. (laughs) That's a good question, man. If I could go back and I just tell them just to just tell them that everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. I think I used to stress a lot about the little things. And, um, now as of lately, I've just, I don't let I don't let, really let anything stress me out. I think everything will be okay. I mean, things are never as bad as you think. You know, it's pretty awesome. You got, I, wait, I didn't mean to cut you out there. What were you saying? No, you're fine. I was gonna say, you know, as long as you got family and you got friends and, and people around you who care about you, no matter what happens, man, you're gonna everything will be okay. Yeah, I agree. I've been thinking about your brother, man, and like, it's it's unfortunate that that he was born into that, you know. But at the same time, like. That's such a blessing for you in an indirect way and in that you're reminded every single day that there's like no matter what is going on in your life, you have nothing to complain about. Absolutely. I mean, we this podcast could could have been two hours just uh, just talking about my brother and the impact that he's had on so many people's lives. Um, he's kept our family so close together, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a big advocate. I, I I would love to move to the big cities, you know, and 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 move to New York City, but I won't because my brother keeps me here. You know, I want to 
be close to him. I want to be close to my family. I want to be, I want to be able to help my dad with him. And, and he's really kept all of us so close. And, um, we built this bond and this family bond together because of him. And he's really done, he's done so much for us, man. Like I said, I, I could sit and talk hours about him and everything he's done. But, uh, yeah, just to, to sum it all up, man, he's, he's played a huge impact on my life and a lot of other people's lives. And, and it is, and it is, you know, sometimes I feel like, man, I wish I want, I do, you know, there, it's weird. Sometimes I do think like, I wonder how our relationship would have been if he was normal, you know, like, mm-hmm. I wonder if he would have been into YouTube. I wonder if him and I would have been into lifting. I wonder what, what career path he would have got into. And you, you know, you can't help but think about things like that. You know, what kind of person he would have became. Um, but in the, in the long and at the end, grand scheme of things, I'm grateful that God has put him in our lives and he's given us, this much time with him because like i said you can always think about there's so many worse things that could have happened right yeah i mean and it's 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 crazy because like so many people undergo like this this traumatic shift when something negative or something really difficult or, or challenging you know hits them but like you haven't had to because you can put yourself in your brother's shoes because he's so close to you and you can relate with him you know rather than having to suffer that yourself it really yep. just grounds you. It does. It really does. I, I completely look at everything completely different. Like when something bad happens, I'm like, just, okay, we'll just roll off the shoulders. All right, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I it's agree. not. It's, it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It's it's crazy. Like I used to. I used to complain a lot. I used to, you know, just see the negative in things. But I mean, I don't know. Like everything I'm doing now, and I'm sure you feel the same way because like you're working on your passion. But I mean. The hardest day, like the most challenging day that goes by, if you're doing it, working on your passion, like you have no no reason to complain. I mean, there's so many people that aren't born into that, aren't doing their thing, are miserable in life. And like, I'm at a point now where the worst, <laughs> the worst shit that could possibly happen happened today, and I can still look back and smile because I know that anything that happens is in some form or fashion a result of what I've come to, to be at this point. So it's my own fault, whether good or bad. And I have no complaints. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, I don't know what happened. I hope you <laughs> hope everything's okay. But yeah, it's just the way you look at things, you know. Yeah, it's the way you look at things. Absolutely, man. Stoicism. Yep. Well, brother, um, I thought we all day long we can go in the weeds about you know video uh, content, camera quality, and keto diet, but we're we're going on about about an hour now. So uh, I know you got a busy schedule ahead of you. Um, but what uh, any any parting parting thoughts or uh, where, where can people go to find more about you? Just kind of <clears throat> wrap up here. Yeah, yeah. So I keep I keep everything the same. So everything is the same. It's goody beats for everything. So I'm on Snapchat. If you want to see what I do throughout the day, I Snapchat everything. If you want to see like cool little pictures, because I'm into photography, I'm into drones. If you want to see stuff like that, go to my Instagram. It's goody beats. And then uh, if you want to learn about the keto diet, you want to see my life, you want to see kind of what I do, um, how I spend my, my week with my family, go to my YouTube channel. It's Goody Beats. And uh, I also have a Facebook. So if you really, really want to get in deep, go to my Facebook and you can check out my pictures from, from back in 2010 and kind of see the transformation journey slowly uh, from there. And and my my Facebook is Logan Delgado. Um, you can look me up or you can search me a good goody beats as well 
But uh, yeah, uh, I'm an open book, man. I'm an open book and I've made mistakes. I have flaws just like everyone else. I think I, a lot of the, in the beginning I preach, Hey, I'm just a regular nine to five Joe, man, just trying to get healthy and better his life. And I think that's what really helped everything um, grow because a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, no, I completely agree, man. Like I'm not doing anything special either. I mean, we're all just people and like we we're talking about earlier, anybody is capable of, of doing whatever they put their mind to. So, I mean, we, we, we're not special. People can do exactly what we're doing if they, if they wish it. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, brother, until, uh, until we meet up for a collaboration, which should be sooner rather than later, we gotta get like a lift in together. Yeah, we definitely do, man. You what, 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 what day, leg day or back day you pick? Back day, man. Back and buys. That's picture day. <laughs> <laughs> That's picture day. All right. You got a good lighting yeah. in your gym? Oh, I got perfect lighting, dude. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, goody beats. Until then, man, I appreciate your time, brother. Yeah, Robert, hey, I do appreciate you uh, letting me get on your podcast. Uh, you know, it really means a lot to me, and, and we're, we're going we're gonna to do this collab, and I can't wait to, to see you grow and your channel grow, man. I definitely appreciate you giving me this opportunity. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Well, that's that's the cool thing about the the keto community as a whole, and just people like I mean, we're all relating on something. We're all just wanting the best for everybody. Like, there's not a backstabbing vibe at all in this industry. I don't think. Like, I feel like we all just genuinely want the best for everybody. Yep, I agree. Awesome. Well, man. Until next time, I'll catch you later, brother. All right, brother. See ya. Adios.